Hey, Josh, I just asked Bill about the scoring differential uh, to start games and then coming out to start the second half. In the first and third quarters this year, contrary to what we've seen in the past, uh, it, it's a negative scoring differential, I think minus 30 combined. Uh, and during the bye week, I mean, how, how much time uh, did you devote to studying that particular facet in addition to everything else that uh, you're trying to improve upon? And, and what are some of the factors that you as a play caller consider that are important to strong start to a game, but also coming out in the third quarter? Yeah, we look at, uh, we look at everything, you know, at this time and, and it's a good, it's a good opportunity to, um, you know, study, study what we've done, um, you know, and find out, you know, and, and take a look and find out exactly, you know, why uh, what's worked has worked and why the things that haven't worked haven't worked. And, um, you know, sometimes there's simple answers for those, and sometimes they're very, um, you know, layered in terms of the reasons why uh, something is having success or some part of your offense is um, producing and another one isn't. So, um, you know, coming out of whether it's the beginning of the game or the uh, the beginning of the third quarter, I think any football play in any series we have on offense comes down to the same few things, um, you know, good communication, good execution, uh, being able to play aggressive and, and, and fast. So that always means we, we know what we're doing and we go out there and we do it at a high level and we do it with great consistency um, across the board because it obviously takes uh, 11 guys, you know, doing the right thing on each play in order for us to have success. So, um you know, sometimes there's some schemes that maybe we have tried that, that, that haven't been working out uh, as well for us the first part of the year, and you do less of those. And sometimes there's um, some things that you're close on uh, that if we would just make one adjustment or uh, one correction and do one thing better on it, then the play, you know, will be more productive. So I think you got to balance it out. Um, and be careful about just throwing everything away that hasn't necessarily produced to this point. Um, you know, cause you know, a big part of that is coaching and we have to do a good job of identifying the things we can improve on and fix them and, and get our guys to understand what those might be. Um, and then at, at other, other times there's things where we just say, look, we've spent enough time on this and it hasn't necessarily um, given us the benefit that we're looking for and we're going to move in a different direction and do something else. So um, there's a lot of things that go into it. Certainly I can do, uh, you know, it starts with me. I got to do a better job of, of finding the right things to do and making sure that we're doing the things that we do best um, and the guys have confidence in that we can go out there and execute at a high level. Thank you. The next question will be Chris Price followed by Mike Petraglia. Hey, Josh, I wanted to get your take on the Jets this year. This is your first crack at them. I was wondering what stood out about this defense to you above everything else to this point in the season. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it seems to be a uh, the same challenge each year when we play them. Um, you know, Todd and uh, Casey do a great job of, um, you know, uh, getting this group to play real physical up front. Um you know, they they challenge you with, you know, a lot of eight-man fronts. Um, you know, Jamal Adams is down there near the front quite a bit, and he does a lot of things that are disruptive to the offense. Um, 
you know they're they're fast at linebacker they uh, they're stout up front. They got some really good players, Williams and McClendon. Uh, really do a good job in the running game of free setting the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, they 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 change up their blitz patterns and they're going to challenge you to to pick up blitzes uh, on all three downs. Um, and they're excellent on third down, excellent in short yardage, excellent in the red zone, and they've created a lot of negative runs and and turned the ball over. So. Um, it's always a huge challenge to play a division game on the road. They certainly know us uh, very well. Um, and so there's, you know, the familiarity, um, you know, of, of playing them twice a year for a while, you know, with, with Todd there. Uh, certainly, you know, um, that can help, but it also makes it more difficult because they know us as well. So um, big challenge for us, very physical group. Uh, we're going to need a great week of preparation here coming off the bye. And, um, you know, we expect this to be a very difficult task. And uh, we're excited to start our preparation with our players. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Next, <clears throat> followed by Evan Lazar. Go ahead, Mike. Thanks, uh, Stacey. Uh, Josh, good morning. I'm, I wanted to focus a little bit on the uh, red area offense. You guys have always been very – um, efficient last year. I think you finished at 60% this year. You're actually uh, above that at, I think, 65%, something like that. How important is it to be able to run the ball in the red area, and how does that usually translate to success? I think it's important to, um, you know, have positive plays in the red area. Um, run or pass uh, doesn't necessarily – mean that you have to be married to one or the other. Um, and certainly you want to have some balance in your offense in every phase that you can. Um, but I think the most important thing is really having positive plays in the red zone. Um, and and what I mean by that is sometimes some teams don't let you really run the ball uh, very easily because of the scheme that they choose to play or the pressure that they try to apply, you know, uh, at the line of scrimmage. So, um, you know, as much as you can, you, you try to um, make sure you're running a good solid play that we can execute um, and, and gain yards and move the ball towards the goal line. And, um, again, some teams make that more difficult than others um, to run it uh, on, a, on an every play basis based on their scheme and what they do and most teams try to avoid having you run the ball in the end zone i think that's a really common theme throughout the league is if people can you know stop the easiest way to run the, the score touchdowns is just to hand the ball to the back and let him run it in the end zone so most teams really try to do a good job of stopping that force you to throw it you know where there's less space and, and everything happens much quicker down there in the red zone so um for us it's it's been about positive plays it's been about trying to move the ball forward run or pass, uh, and staying away from long-yarded situations, which are very difficult to overcome with with limited space down there. So Chad O'Shea does a really good job of really researching that each week, and, and uh, our guys understand the, the targets that we're trying to hit on a week-to-week -week basis, and this week is going to be a huge challenge for us because the Jets are certainly one of the best red zone defenses in the league. So, um, you know, we're going to we're going to need to do a great job with our preparation and our execution on Sunday. <clears throat> and if I could follow up real quick, uh, Josh, uh, the unit, how it, has it adapted in the red area without Gronk for the last several weeks? Uh, 
you know, I mean, like like each week, you know, you go in and you you, you know you have what you have, and so I don't I don't really think we we don't go in and make a big deal out of you know one thing or another if we're without something. Um, you know, we've played without a lot of different pieces, you know, throughout the course of the year, but that's par for the course. That's the National Football League. So um, our responsibility is to to make positive plays and find a way to get it into the end zone, regardless of who is or isn't active. And that'll continue to be our cha- our task and our challenge. Um, and, you know, to me in the red zone, there's so many things that can happen and, and so many things that are unpredictable. I mean, the defense has a huge say in, in what happens in the red zone relative to you know, trying to double team people or, or they could pressure you and try to force the ball out or they could play zone when, you know, you know, maybe you were hoping for man or what have you. Um, there's a lot of different things that could determine where and, and how the ball uh, gets distributed down there. And ultimately our responsibility is to try to execute properly regardless of the defensive scheme and, and do the right things with the, with the football, whether that be run it, throw it, um, protect, uh, go to our second or third option, whatever it might be. And, and, uh, hopefully we continue to improve, uh, in that area of our game. Cause it's a really critical, uh, part of, of our overall success. And we know that, you know, our responsibility offensively is to go out there and score points every time we have a chance. So, uh, we'll continue to work hard at that. Thanks, Josh. Mm-hmm. Our next question, Evan Lazar, followed by Mike Reese. Go ahead, Evan. Hey, Josh, uh, just wanted to ask you, you kind of alluded to it about the familiarity with some of the defense that you guys have faced. How much of a kind of a difficulty is it to do stuff that maybe they're not expecting, but also not get away from what you guys are good at? Well, there's, there's always a, a balance there. Um, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, toughness and execution or, are the most important things, you know, if we, if we do a good job and, and, and play physical and, um, you know, we, we execute the techniques and fundamentals that we uh, have been working on and that we're good at um, better than the opponent does, then you have a chance to have success. And, you know, there's a lot of plays that come down to that each week. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a, certainly a time and a place to try to protect the things that you do best and or change something up to give the defense a different look. But I think you got to be careful with, you know, going overboard on that and doing too many things that are unfamiliar to your players. Um, like I said, the most important, the most important thing is that they know what to do and they can do it at a high level. So um, if you try something new or you try to add a wrinkle here and there and protect something that you're doing, that's great. You just got to make sure that they know how to do it the right way and feel good about executing it. And, um, like I said, there's a balance between all those things. If I could, just an unrelated question quickly. What are some of the things that, um, you know, just as a coach that you see from coaching Julian Edelman on a daily basis that make him such a great football player? <clears throat> Julian, uh, you know, works really hard and uh, loves football and loves to compete. Um, you know, comes in every day and, and, uh, wants to try to get better at his, at his profession and his job. And, um, you know, is, is, uh, really adamant about trying to go out there and, and, you know, improve and practice is hard and, um, and really goes out there and competes whatever role we end up giving him. Uh, you know, he, 
he serves a lot of those different roles on our football team, you know, whether it be in the kicking game or offensively. And, um, you know, we ask him to block, we ask him to catch passes. We ask him to, you know, uh, do a lot of different things here. And, um, you know, he's always willing to, to take on whatever role we give him. And, um, you know, we got a lot of those guys on, on our team and we're thankful for that. Thanks, Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question, Mike Reese, followed by uh, Nora Princiati. Thanks, TC. Um, Josh, I was just looking at, like, the last two-game snapshot and sort of comparing um, Chris Hogan and Philip Dorsett and just sort of how Chris had quite a few snaps played but not a lot of pass-catching production, and then Dorsett had maybe less snaps played but actually had some pass-catching production. And I was just sort of wondering from your perspective, like, how do you balance the idea of, you know, how to, how much to look into Hogan's lack of production versus Dorsett's production and sort of say, well, do I mix and match and maybe get the other guy some more snaps or, or is Hogan's lack of production more a result of other factors where, you know, that production could change in an instant, you know, going forward? I think the the biggest thing is the, you know, the understanding of, you know, why things happen, you know, one week and maybe don't another week and, you know, why the ball goes here today and there tomorrow. And, um, you know, if, if, you know, if we were making a bunch of mistakes and there were guys open on the field and the ball's not getting to them, then we certainly can try to correct that. Uh, that's generally not the case. Um, you know, sometimes it's, you know, circumstances, sometimes it's the defense, what they play, the coverage dictates, you know, that maybe we went somewhere else. Sometimes it's protection. Uh, certainly protection has a huge impact on, you know, how much time we have to go through your progressions. And and ultimately, we want all our guys to be able to have a chance to produce and help us win, which they all can. Uh, that's why they play. That's why they practice so hard. And so, um you know, my responsibility is to try to, you know, find a way for those guys to, to impact the game in a positive manner. Um, hopefully that means production on a weekly basis. Sometimes that's not the case. Um, and there's, and like I said, there's a, uh, a number of factors as to why that might be. And uh, there's there's plenty of weeks where we go in there and say, you know, the, the we're, we're going to try to design the ball to go here or there. And it never gets there because the defense take, takes that away and forces you to go to someplace else with the football. So um, I generally try to take a broader approach to that instead of looking at it on a one or one or two week basis. And, um, you know, and just kind of, you know, in, in general terms, are we doing the right things and continue to try to stay within our process? Um, Cause I think once you start trying to force the ball, you know, to one or two or three different guys to, you know, try to keep track of, targets or touches, et cetera, you can kind of get yourself out of, you know, what's most important, which is good, solid execution on a play-to-play -play basis. So um, we certainly haven't done that all season long in terms of our, our best, and that's my responsibility. Um, so, you know, we're going to continue to work really hard to try to improve our execution across the board, um, and that starts with me. And, uh, you know, we had a good productive week last week. Uh, evaluating ourselves, where we're at, what we can do better and try to improve on. And uh, hopefully we can carry that in this week and have a great week of practice for the Jets and, and go out there and, you know, continue to improve on Sunday. Thank you. Mm -hmm. 
Right, two final questions. We have Nora Princiati followed by Phil Perry. Go ahead, Nora. Hey, Josh. Uh, I'm wondering if over the buy, if you have any kind of specific process for doing a little self-scouting of yourself as, as a play caller and someone contributing to game planning, if that just kind of happens by osmosis as you look at what you guys have done over the course of the season or if you have some sort of routine process that you go through to evaluate your own performance? I uh, de Definitely we try to do that. Um, I try to do that and, and our staff does, um, you know, and, and um, you know, we all have a job to do and, you know, and we all can uh, continue to try to improve and hopefully do our best work here coming for, coming down the stretch and, you know, playing games after Thanksgiving, uh, which is always our goal. And um, I know there's areas that I can improve on and, and, and impact the game in a better way than, than what I've done. And our coaches do a tremendous job offensively um, in just speaking for, for our side of the ball of evaluating a lot of different situations that they're responsible for during the course of the week. Um, you know, Chad with the red zone and Dante with the running game, short yardage, you know, Ivan backed up, goal line, Nick Cayley does third down and, you know, Cole's working on the short yardage also. We have a lot of things that they're um, really uh, tremendously involved with and, and they help, you know, educate me you know, not only during the bye week, but usually weekly on, you know, what what we've called um, any tendencies that that we have uh, that that you know that I can try to do a better job of fixing, um, you know, and maybe some of the things that I need to call more or less or or what have you. So um, I think it's a continuing education, you know, throughout the course of the season. You know, your team evolves. You know, hopefully you can evolve properly as a play caller and play designer and um, and then continue to try to give them the best chance to be successful on Sunday. But um, hopefully, I you know my my best my best football is ahead of me as well. <clears throat> so pretty safe to assume that that's a collaborative thing that happens with you guys having a lot of conversations and going over what you've done and getting input. No question, no question. They uh, you know they have a lot of say in what we do, and um, and they've certainly earned that. They they work tremendously hard at it. And, um, you know, one of the best things I can do is listen. <clears throat> Thank you. Last question, we Phil Perry. Go ahead, Phil. Thanks, Stacey. Josh, uh, Peter King had a story published today about the Saints, and in that story, Sean Payton acknowledged that um, they were working on a play that, that they had seen you guys run in the Super Bowl, and there have been multiple coaches who have said similar things, that they watch – the Patriots offense and they try to adapt things to what they're doing. And I just kind of wanted to get your reaction to that. Is it, is it flattering at all when you hear that there are offenses that are, um, that are looking to you as an example of, of what might work for them and how often are you watching opposing offenses and, you know, maybe wondering if what they do would work for you guys. I I think that's football. Um, you know, I mean, certainly if there's something that we've done that somebody else takes, that's, you know, that's great. Um, we probably steal as much as anybody else, um, you know, and there's a tremendous amount of great coaches in our league 
that do that do great things, and there's a lot of great players that make those plays go. And I think you know you you have to understand that there's a lot that goes into something like that. And um, you know when we look at other other teams and we look at other teams that are having some success, whether it be a team that's doing well in the red zone or running the ball well or third down or big plays or whatever the category might be. Um, you know, you see a lot of good things that these, these guys, you know, have designed and, and most importantly have been able to get their players to execute really well on game day. And that's the, the biggest factor in, you know, in all those things is you gotta, gotta, you gotta be able to transfer it to the field and get it done right. Um, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, the ins and outs of why they're doing it. Sometimes you don't, you know, so, um, you know, we, that's the, the, the great thing about our league is there's so many very talented people that, uh, work in all these different roles and they come up with a lot of different, uh, ways to do things. There's very many ways to skin a cat in our league. Um, and, and you try to, you know, fit things that may work for you and your personnel. Uh, that you see, you you try to fit those in, you know, maybe when you can. And uh, um, like I said, there's there's so many good coaches and uh, you know play callers, and and obviously the players are the thing that make it go. So um, you know that's a fun aspect of our job. You know, you, you you know take a look at some things that are maybe trending in certain directions, um, and and see where it might fit for you and and your team and what might be difficult to defend for the opponents that you're getting ready to, to, to coach against. Great. Thanks, Josh. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks for the time, Josh. Yep. Thank you.